0: Hello and welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward alongside Jeremy File. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Anchor. You can listen to us all there. Um, Apple Podcasts, uh, where we are there as well. And obviously, you know, like the Facebook page, Trouble with Snap podcast. Share our content, please. Our most listened to episode, sometime. Uh, the last time we were on there, we had Todd Anderson talk about Spartan Dog Con, a lot of great content, a lot of interesting stuff there. Um, former Napoleon Pirate, by the way, but we'll leave that out of it from now on. Jeremy is with me today, oh, So what we're doing is we are breaking down uh, Michigan football. Um, the season just a couple weeks away, Um you can, kind of feel it in the air the hype the excitement for uh, uh, you know college sports in full uh, something we didn't truly get last season and uh look we'll talk about michigan state uh during our next podcast but today we are talking about the wolverines and like i said there's that excitement about football season but the excitement kind of dialed down in regards to u of m football and uh, Well, they're coming off a very disappointing season. You know, Joe Milton, the uh, next uh, Cam Newton, didn't quite pan out the way that he was supposed to. And now you're stuck with, well, I'm not going to say stuck with, because both of these quarterbacks have an insane amount of hype. But the hype from the team perspective kind of dialed down. Is it uh, because they, look, they sucked last year, if we're being brutally honest. Michigan State sucked too when Michigan lost to the MSU. Is it because they sucked last year or is it just Jim Harbaugh fatigue at this point?
1: Um, I, well, I think both. I mean, I think that people have pretty much come to the realization that Jim Harbaugh, you know, this is year seven. He hasn't been able to uh, get over the hump. So I think that people are a little exhausted of, of, of him. Uh, but then again, yes, it, the reality is they were bad last year. I mean, when you have a losing season, Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of question marks. I mean, this is kind of going back to the when Brady Hope, the wheels were falling off with him and Rich Rodriguez had a few losing seasons. Uh, This team, the more I look at this team, Tyler, they don't have the star power that 2015 did, but this team is very similar in some ways. A lot of guys that have been around for a long time, you know, you have offensive linemen in their grad, you know, fifth year, Um, you have guys returning that have been around for six years, like very similar to Michigan state. Um, you have young kids who I think are going to be able to come in and play really, really well. I mean, I think that when you look at someone like Donovan Edwards, that's very similar to the, to the excitement of Jabril peppers, very similar, different positions, different side of the ball, but a lot of hype, you know, a lot of excitement. Um, Jim Harbaugh's first year, ironically, (laughs) they're unranked coming into the year, his seventh year, they're unranked coming into the year. So the program, sadly, has had some better moments, but they're kind of where they were when he first started. So uh, I do think this team, when you really look at all the pieces, they have an opportunity to be, uh, they just don't have something that says, oh yeah, they're going to be good and great because of this. But uh, they're close. I mean, I think right now, the things we talk about today, I think people, if you're a Michigan fan, you'll say, well, this could be still a very good year.
0: Well, uh, so let's break that down. Um, is, we, we've talked about the culture a lot, actually. You know, I, we're, we're not going to do what we planned uh, just yet because you uh, brought up something very interesting is, you know, the hype is lowered a little bit, but at the same time, you know, they were unranked in 2015 as well. Um, is this a team? Because we, we talk about culture all the time. Is this a team? Is this a program that can embrace that? that are they capable of embracing it just because look, they often have, you know, their heads in the clouds uh, right below Ohio State?
1: Um, no, I, I think the re- the reason why my mentality continues to like go back and forth is because, number one, the hype of Michigan is always too much from the media. As far as just focusing on the team and the coaches and the players, I think it's similar to 2015 because that was a new staff, just like this year. Uh, people were excited. It's fresh. Um, you know, DJ Durkin did a fantastic job as a defensive coordinator in his first year. People like to – Talk about only Don Brown. DJ Durkin was great in 2015. He had three straight shutouts until they played Michigan State. And uh, they played Michigan State's offense very well at times. That team was great. That's a final four college football playoff team. This team doesn't have, you know, Jordan Lewis, though. This team doesn't have Jabril Peppers, though. This team doesn't have um, the the strength up front. But they do have a lot of guys that have been around a long time who – you know, that 2014 season, they had a losing year, Tyler. Jim Harbaugh comes in, new staff, um, and, and then they totally turned it around. So there is some light there at the end of the tunnel, if you think that way. I, I think Mike McDonald is a young guy, and he's very similar to DJ Durkin. You know, there's excitement, his energy, there's teaching. Um, they're not the same type of coach or same experience, but you get what I'm saying. This is a new defensive coordinator, so now you got to prepare differently for Michigan they got a lot of guys still on that side of the ball that have been around for a while. I mean, you look at Brad Hawkins, he's played a ton of snaps. You look at Daxon Hill, he's played a ton of snaps. Aiden Hutchinson's played a ton of snaps. Uh, You know, Josh Ross has been around forever. Michael Barrett has a lot of experience Um, and now they just need guys like Mozzie Smith on the D line, Chris Hinton and Taylor Upshaw on the, Besides A. Hutchinson on defense. I mean, I think Michael Barrett could turn heads. Daxton Hill could as well. But uh, but I still think there is a lot of similarities, similarities to 2015. So really the hype isn't there as much with this team because of last year. But really, I do think they have enough players where they could uh, just keep it close and win a couple games that uh, maybe they shouldn't.
0: Yeah, this is going to be, it's going to be old school, but new school. Look, yeah. when you don't have that firepower, you don't have the star power um, to just kill it on offense. You got to win games with your defense. You got to win these low scoring games. You got to have the ball last, you know, that was something that D'Antonio was so incredibly successful at. Um, and that's something that, look, that was the old, the old school style of football. Um we saw Michigan, what, seven and a half, I think we said, is uh, the over or under this year. Break the schedule down a little bit. Like, is this a uh, – I mean, and where do you have them? Do you have them going over do you have them under?
1: Well, let me let me say this first. When there's four games on the schedule and then you have your rivalry game with Michigan State, the four games that are huge for Michigan, um, as much as I want to say it's Washington, I'm not really concerned with Washington because – I think what we've seen in Jim Harbaugh's tenure there where they, they drop a game early, right. They lose to Notre Dame first game of the year, right. They lose to a Washington, you know, at home, they may lose. They have been pretty successful at home in most years though. So I do think they win that Washington game, but the four games that are really big are the two road games with Wisconsin and Penn state. And then the two home games with Indiana and Ohio state, you know, if you split those games, you know, and then you can win a rivalry game against Michigan State. You're going to have a hell of a year. And I, when I say that, people think that, you know, I just talked to a friend about this. I'm going to be so disappointed if, uh, you know, they don't do it this year. I go, well, you're going to be disappointed because this schedule is still too tough and these other teams are still too good. So you're hoping that if you're a Michigan fan – Jim Harbaugh's team can finally win a big game like at Wisconsin. That's a big win or at Penn state 2015. Um, and I told you this Tyler off air yesterday, they hadn't had a game where like a big time player stepped up and they won a big game where they shouldn't have won. That hasn't happened in a long time in Michigan. Yeah. So th- those four games, every single one of those games, they're the underdog t- as of today. Um, could that change? Yes. That could change with the, you know, the season, how it goes. And then Michigan, you know, their schedule actually lines up pretty well heading into that Wisconsin game. I mean, you, you should beat Western Michigan, obviously. Um, you know, if you beat Washington and, and then you win a couple of those easier non-conference games, you beat Rutgers, you're heading in to Wisconsin 4-0. So the schedule lines up where they got to do everything they're supposed to, the teams they're supposed to beat maybe beat Washington at home in a night game to provide a little bit of excitement and probably too much hype. And then you got to find a way to beat a Wisconsin. Um, I don't think they have enough to beat um, those teams. Like I think that Wisconsin and Penn state on the road is, is just too tough. I think Indiana is the one that they could maybe get Michigan state's a coin toss Then Ohio state. They're going to get absolutely destroyed. So, you know, I, I mean, that's just where I stand with this program right now. I mean, they just don't have something that gives me proof to say, yeah, they can win 10 games. No. I mean, I think, I think nine would be extraordinary. I think eight is realistic. I think seven is very realistic. So I think those four games though, Tyler, what do they do early on? Do they build something up that we weren't expecting? Is there some chemistry here? Um, does McNamara play really, really well? You know, they had a lot of weapons on offense. I mean, I think the problem is defense. I think defensively, I don't think they have enough to beat the better teams. So, uh, offensively, they're you know, Cade McNamara is going to have to play great. You know, their offense is going to have to score points, um, or they're not going to win.
0: Yeah. And th- that's the thing. I mean, you talk, you got Wisconsin, you got Indiana, you got Penn State, you got Ohio State on your schedule. There's four L's right there as far as I'm concerned. And then, you know, well, your point flip game is that Washington game um, just because the Pac-12 just completely sucks at everything. Um, and so, I I mean, that there's your seven and a half right there. And so, well, I, I, seven and a half, well, I think it's a fair number. I think it's also reasonable to say uh, this Michigan team is going to finish under. And that, that's the side of the coin because Maryland can surprise some people. They can lose to Michigan State. We saw that last year. It's very possible that they might not even make a bowl game. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I, I think they hit – I think they go under – I think they go 7-5, and 6-6, six and six. They make a bowl game, but I don't think that they, uh, I, I don't think they hit that uh, spread, that over-under mark. And so, I mean, that that's where I stand on, on this. Um. All right, so there's position battles. There's always position battles to talk about. I want one position battle. Just one mostly because we're running out of time. Uh, Not the quarterback position that you've got your eye on and that you're excited about.
1: Well, I, I'm very excited about wide receiver. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of talk right now where there's a lot of kids stepping up. There's a lot of names. So I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who breaks out. You know, Cornelius Johnson is someone that I'm super high on. He's really shown flashes of being able to provide a deep threat. He proved that against Indiana last year and a couple other games. Um, he's someone that can go along and, and make the big catch. He's got good size. But what's happening is you have a bunch of other guys like Roman Wilson, Mike Sainer still, um, AJ Henning, uh, Andrew Anthony is just continuing to get more and more, you know, pub and press because they're just so excited about him. So that was surprising for me. I just didn't think a freshman uh, like him with his size could come in and turn heads. Well, apparently he is. Um, Ronnie Bell is a veteran um, who's been around and, and there's a lot of guys there. There's a lot of names there's a lot of, you know, receivers they have there. there. there's depth there. They have a lot of depth. Is, is there one guy, you know? There's no Crystal Olave or Garrett Wilson. You know, there's none of that going on. But there's a lot of guys there that are collective. And I'm wondering. It, I think Roman Wilson is someone that they need to find a way to get the ball to because he's their fastest receiver. They've been very open talking about that, and he's shown it. Um, he, he can provide another deep threat but that's going to be interesting Tyler to see like the three or four main guys that go with Sainer still has been around for a while. You know, this is his third year. Um, Ronnie Bell has been around, you know, he's a senior and uh, AJ Hanning. They're very high on, you know, which one of those guys really steps up and, and, and makes some big plays. And I think that will be something you want to look at for Michigan this year. Um, and, and as much as it's always on the quarterback, you know, they've have depth. The receiver can maybe make life easier. And plus, You know, when you add the tight ends, Eric Hall and Luke Shoemaker, there's guys that can catch the football um, and and make plays. So I I think that will be something to look forward to this year. The offensive line is a veteran group. They haven't played great, but there's a lot of guys that have been around for a long time. They're very big up front. Uh, They they give the quarterback time. There's some receivers there. So I think if you're Michigan, you know, as a fan, look at that. Does A.J. Henning kind of take that turn? Does Roman Wilson take that turn? Is Andrew Anthony really as good as advertised like he's been in practice? Those are the things that you want to look at. Uh, and I think you'll find that on, out early on against Washington. Like, okay, they've got three receivers, right? they got three guys that can provide something. So definitely look at that for sure this year.
0: Yeah, and um, I mean, I know you just talked about the receivers. Give me a uh, position of strength, and position of weakness that you're – Anticipating this fall?
1: Um, I. A weakness is still defensive back. I I just don't think their corners collectively, um, especially in college football today, when when you got to have two or three good corners, you know, and and they don't have that right now. Vincent Gray has just not turned out to be that well. They're very high on DJ Turner. Um, You know, assistant coach, you know, Clingsdale has said. We really like D.J. Turner. Those three guys, Turner, uh, Jamon Green, far and away their best corner right now, they believe, and Vincent Gray. Those three have, are, are battling it out, right? I think it's a weakness, though. I mean, I think they proved that last year. They, they didn't cover very well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and I think uh, – I, I do think a strength um, this year – their running back room is very good. I, I think their running yep. back room – I'm when, right there with you. When Donovan Edwards um, – with his talent and Blake Corum, who I thought was really good last year. Uh, and then you have a guy like Hassan Haskins, who's very, very experienced. and was just a solid back. Uh, you can run the football. I think their offensive line will be just good enough where those running backs can get up, get free and, and make a couple big plays. Uh, Donovan Edwards is the one you got to look for this year. You know, is, is he going to be able to show some, some signs, you know, Zach Charbonnet as a freshman played really well. People forget he's gone now. He really provided something there. And uh, uh, Hassan Haskins kind of came out of nowhere and really stepped into the main running back role.
0: Yeah. It's a very
1: strong running back room. And uh, they have a couple other guys, to you know, Tavir Dunlap, who's been around forever, can come in and, and play a few snaps, right? Um, but those three running backs, Haskins, Quorum, and Edwards, you're going to see a lot of different, you know, plays for all three of them. So, yeah,
0: because they're all different style backs.
1: Yeah, they're different style, and, and, you know, Corum and Edwards can make the big play. They got speed. So, yeah, it's it's interesting, but I just think their covering skills are just lacking, and they're going to have to do a lot of different things collectively to, to stop people because, uh, you know, I just – all you got to do is look at the Michigan State game last year. That is hard to recover from something that poor, right? I mean, you've seen it with Michigan State side when they just don't cover well, right? And you go, man, yeah. we got the same guys, but are they going to cover better this year? Uh, I, I feel the same way about Michigan.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, definitely right there with you, uh, running backs. Uh, definitely the group I'm going to keep my eye on just out of, you know, sheer enjoyment of watching a group like that. Um, yeah, it should be a very interesting year, though. A lot of question marks but there's a lot of question marks with both schools we'll talk about Michigan states what tomorrow
1: yeah I think to tomorrow or Thursday I mean I, I think uh, you know I think that these both these teams again very similar the way they are both programs collectively they're gonna have they're gonna both teams will win if collectively they do it you know there's not a, a prime time group of players where there's not three or four guys from me both teams you go oh man those guys are just – they can just take it for us. They can they can win it for us. You just yeah. don't see that.
0: I mean, Hutchinson might be one of those guys for you, Matt. Um, yeah. But, uh, all right, last question. This, this, this is something that we're not going to talk about tomorrow because I think this can only be attributed to Michigan. Very succinctly because, like I said, we're running out of time.
1: Is this Jim Harbaugh's last year?
0: I want a one-word yeah. answer.
1: Yes. Yes, he, he's yes. gone. Yeah, he's gone this year. No question.
0: All right. All right. Not one word, but we'll take it anyways. Right. Uh, <laughs> we'll, like I said, we'll be on in a day or two. We'll be talking Michigan State football, taking a look at, uh, you know, if they can hit that over on their mark, uh, you know, some strengths, weaknesses, uh, positions of interest, so to speak. And we will cover the Spartans and Mel Tucker in his, quote, unquote, first year, so stupid to say that, um in his first year tomorrow but that does it for us here in trouble with the snap podcast for jeremy file i'm tyler hayward